0: Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Why, greetings. Do come in. I beg you to entree our abode and seek fulfilment. Once again in Nicholas Ballantyne's house. Uh, yeah, well, when we're here we are... Family. We're... <laughs> Look, we're friends, but more than friends. We're acquaintances that know each other we're too long. We're found family. We're founders of Jojo's World. A podcast for nerds. And by subscribing now, you can be in a premium position on our downline <laughs> to get the most highest of dividends, other than us, of course. Uh, we do not guarantee any payments whatsoever, but let me tell you, when it comes, it comes hard. We ask that you guarantee payments to us via patreon.com <laughs> slash jojo as well. Nick, this is our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. Today... We're talking about the 33rd episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, Ooh. which is also the 185th episode of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole, covering chapters 732 through 735, pages 1 to 3, of the manga Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. There's so much JoJo. There's a lot of Jojo's and even more than we have covered yet. We could have gotten through all of it, possibly in a few weeks. No. But in... Well, not like in this format that we're (laughs) doing. I I I mean, like, we could have just sat down and been like, now listen, we really want to watch all the JoJo's. Well, Nick, seeing as you raise it, like, I was thinking the other day, like, taking a... What has that been? Like, seven year... (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. Yeah. yeah. Seven year... digression to really explore the minutiae of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure I think has given me a greater understanding of it as a whole than when I was just grimly shoveling manga pages and anime episodes through my eyeballs for the sake of completionism. See this is the thing that I always appreciate when you take a long time to do anything you really overthink it no matter what it is. So like if you're playing like I did Halo 2. well, I I did this when I was learning guitar. I took ages to like actually learn a song, to be like, why are they picking it took ages these to things? write out guitar tabs yeah. for a kid who didn't know how to read music? Exactly. And so you just sit there being like, why did he play it that way? Why not just do it this way? Why did the easier? music teacher turn off his amp at the recital? Why did the of sort 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 of the the sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of Music nerds out that will be all like, "Fuck, that's yeah, you've, hilarious!" Yeah, have lost me. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Anyway, point being, if you just do things long enough, it's like um, it's like work, right? Where it's like you spend enough time thinking about it in the like side of your head that when you come back in, you're just like, you know what? I've got you thoughts. You spend about this thing. enough thinking about it in the side yeah. of your head. It's not like in the front of your mind. It's in like the side of your head over there. Like shower thoughts. Exactly. It like gestates long enough that you go, oh. Oh, i just thought about this thing to do with this one episode that would have been in, like, this blur. Yeah, let me forget normally. about that But between now and when we record the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But well, it's like you do that with anything, you know? You do it with uh, reading a book. If you only do, like, one chapter a week, you're like, it's weird how that happened. I wonder what's going on with that thing. Hmm, I wonder why he did this thing in the prose. And then you think too hard about it and you become a... You know, literary academic, exactly. You read exactly. *House of Leaves* by that guy, <laughs> Mark Danlowski, or whatever it is. Oh yeah, Danil, da, Daniel. Daniel. Nick, Daniel, speaking of achieving a greater understanding of JoJo's bizarre adventure. Go on. Uh, Laser Natto uh, on the app formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> Is that how we're going to refer to it now? Got at me a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Uh, Do you remember when Jolene was Jolene? Jolene was fighting Uh Guard Westwood and uh, was uh, dealing with his meteors. Uh, You mean big guy? Big guard. They were both affected by the Stand Survivor. He had meteor powers. I remember that. Um, And she recited um, a poem about. Two prisoners, one looking at the bars and the other looking at the stars, and we were bamboozled by it. Very vaguely. I okay, there was it was a while ago. Yeah, out. there was something weird. Uh, and I did, I did various googling and I couldn't find anything on this. Yeah. Well, Laser Neto... Neto is better at googling than you Got are. at me and pointed out that the answer was right in front of our eyes all along, in mm. a manner of speaking. Is, is there a book inside the anime that's like, here's the name of the book? It's kind of, like, oh. but also the opposite of that. Okay, alright. I'll read their quote directly. Okay. Not sure if you found the origin of the poem Jolene recites, but I'm almost positive it's an issue with Netflix subs not reproducing the correct quote. Mm -hmm. An almost identical poem can be found in Volume 1 of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 1, Phantom Blood. What? Attributed to Frederick Langbridge, and he's uh, provided the image. Uh, It's kind of the first two pages, or first shots we see of adult Jojo and adult Dio. Ah. Um, So this is not actually part of the manga. It's, you know, sort of an intro page, I think. Yeah. Um, And it has the quote, Two men look out through the same bars. One sees the mud and the other the stars. Frederick Langbridge, a cluster of quiet thoughts. Ooh. Uh, So that's a nice little bit of... um, of getting atted by it's not fans. a callback. It's not a synchronicity, but it's like a, a correction. It's, no, no, I'm saying the inclusion of it in JoJo, oh, in part six, and also in the first volume of part one. It's like a is, reiteration. Yeah, what, what's the? It's like poetry, right? The... Yeah. What's the? What's the? What's the word? It's like reappropriation. Is that the one? No. Uh, it's like a motif. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, bring back how you were obsessed with motifs in our part one <laughs> podcasts and on JoJo's. On, bring back motifs. <laughs> it's Let's the same ahead. as bringing back that poetry. Exactly. Uh, it all comes full circle. Now, surface. I have also done some Googling based on the name Frederick Langbridge and this poem. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything I'm finding is just like quote sites just having this isolated quote uh, but from what I can figure out, he was a poet and clergyman in uh, maybe the Victorian era. Uh, okay. But I have found very little information about who he is and what his works are. I did find a longer version of the quote on Goodreads, though. Ooh. This isn't like a Finding... What is it? Finding Drogo... Drago. Finding Drago thing where it's like, no, no, this book definitely exists. I don't think so. Okay. All right. As long as the book exists, I'm okay with I think it. Frederick Langbridge existed. Okay, good. Good. And he wrote... As critical and judgmental as we often must be, as much as we will have to correct, as truly as we must face unpleasant realities all of our days, let us recognize and praise the thousands of beauties of life around us, the many wonderful examples of virtuous living, the strengths and the courage of so many souls, the exceptional talents and achievements of our family members, neighbors and associates, the countless blessings that we have been given. As has been quoted by so many, but seems to fit well here, Two men look out through the same bars. One sees mud, and one the stars. Hmm. Frederick Langbridge. So Frederick Langbridge was also quoting. The... It sounds like it's <laughs> a <laughs> common aphorism. <laughs> Just when you think JoJo's can't get more fascinating, it always it goes deeper. It always seems to go deeper. Okay, he wrote. He lived from 1849 to 1922. Oh shit! That's pretty recent. In it's a hundred like, years ago. No, but in the grand <laughs> scheme of like poetry in general. Hmm. And I found a list of his bibliography that I won't read out, because that would just be a list of book titles. (laughs) Uh, Any of the... Do they have any good... I said I won't read it out. Oh, fine. All right. (laughs) 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 We have standards on this podcast. Barely. (laughs) But uh, it's good to have an answer there, even if that doesn't give us the origin of the quote. Uh, It gives us an origin of the publication of the quote and its attribution. So thank you. That's one JoJo mystery solved. Ding! I'm just going to... I hopefully you can hear me One point to the hands. listeners <laughs> Half a point to us yeah. For almost guessing it And I guess in the full context of that quote It's about You're in your scenario The, mm. the scenario we call life mm, uh, mm. And it's much better for your Mental and societal well-being To praise the accomplishments of others Rather than being jealous of them mm. Don't be envious Be encouraged Jealousy's sickness And I'm the cure <laughs> What and in the context of Jojo's, she was inverting her perspective to, I think it's all, I can't, you know, I can't remember exactly when she quoted this in the fight. Mm. But it's like, it's rather than being like, oh shit, I'm getting pummeled by all these fucking meteors. It's, I'm going to use these meteors to kick the crap out of him. Yeah. Which is a great idea to use that quote for, I'm Because gonna then she did the thing meteors. with catching it in her shoe or whatever. Yeah. Which was a genius move. Yes. Mm. Nick, Stone Ocean episode 33 is entitled Gravity of the New Moon. Wait, is this actually related in any way to the new moon? What are you talking about? So, like, the the name of the episode (laughs) is Gravity of the New Moon. Yes. Is anything that happens in this episode related to the bullshit of the new moon? Nick, everything is building up to the new moon. We've known that for, like, eight episodes now. But, like, any time we've been like, oh, yeah, here's some random bullshit to do with the new moon, I'm like, does this have anything to do with what it's actually going to do? Like if the new moon oh are you asking if uh the phenomena we're seeing is yeah. a well you know Anas- we'll, we'll find Anasui out, but... said in this very episode like this is just a precursor of the things to come when the new moon happens uh, but like is it is it related to the thing that's like this is it's, the new moon what what do you it's clearly this it's clearly related Poochie no, no. went to the place and got a new power no but it's going to be he got this new power but is it actually related to the new moon or is it him just going Oh, yeah, I found the green baby. And now now I have a new power. It's all the, the same process. He got the green baby like 10 episodes ago. Uh, I guess. I guess. Uh, he got that glow up, his hair changed. <laughs> he got that green up. Okay. Yeah. I'm just weirded out by this green baby now. I'm just really weirded now. out. Now. I'm now that out it's out. gone. Yeah, now it's gone and come back and now it's a green man. I'm like, oh no. It's a stand. A green stand. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, not after that derail, but please continue. <laughs> okay, autonomy. we do open the episode. Uh, you know, quick, quick recap as how everyone is sad from last time about how Wes Aquamarine Acumar- suffered a tragic death at the hands of his twin brother, Enrico Pucci. We love Wes Aquamarine. We do. He was... The stupidest named among us. The best male character in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean, with the possible exception of his brother. Uh, are you talking morally or just in terms of being a character? Just in terms of being cool. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, all right. I'll pay that. I was just thinking, it's like, he was the best of us. It's like, well... I mean, he was fine. He turned a lot of people into snails. Yeah. A title card informs us that it is uh, March 21st, Mm. 10.35am, and there are two more days into the new moon, and everyone is driving to Cape Canaveral. But more specifically, um, Emporio is driving them (laughs) to Cape Canaveral, and we don't know why he's the one driving. Of all the people to pick to drive... The, like, 11-year-old boy or whatever he yeah. is. And we even see later, he can't even reach down to the accelerator. I mean, I guess everyone else is an escaped convict, so if they drove past cop cars, maybe they'd want to duck down. But the cops would still take an interest in a child driving, <laughs> yeah, surely. Like, it's like you could still pass it off as, oh, no, I've, I'm, I'm not that convicted criminal. My name is, like, Eduardo, you know? There was a... Uh, yeah, yeah, I put on a big fake moustache. Yeah. I mean, Anasui did the same thing uh, with putting chocolates in his face, remember? Yeah, and it's yeah. just like you could get away with being like, no, 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 officer, that's definitely not... Like. Can I see some ID? Cheese it. Yeah. You know? There was a, um, a story they read on the podcast Bunta Vista a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, in which a toddler or like a five-year-old um, drove their dad's or their parent's car onto the freeway in an effort oh. to go buy a Porsche. <laughs> Look, that kid knows what he's about. Yeah. I'm going to go drive to buy myself a better car. Can you drive? Fuck no. Apparently. <laughs> well, I remember... So I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but when I was really young, I did something very similar, but much worse. Ooh, did you like get into the car and take the handbrake off or something? Yes. Apparently, oh, no. I drove halfway down the street. Well, that's good. Being like, and now if we go forward. But like... Just rolling? I think I was just rolling. And mum was like, No, 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 no. Um... <laughs> Because, like, I think she was getting groceries out and I was like, oh, I'm just going to have a good time. Just going to Grand Theft Auto, would a bit. Yeah, and just rolled out. You got um... five wanted stars. Yeah, didn't even, like, run into anything. Just rolled out, started rolling down. They were like, oh, my God. Had to, like, run out, put on the handbrake and be all like, okay, Nick, let's not drive the car ever again. Yeah. And you never did. And I never did. That's why we're doing this at my house this <laughs> time. <laughs> Under house arrest for stealing a car 20 years ago. <sighs> I'll never live that day down. Jolene is having a bit of a quiet moment in the back of the car because she is tired and she needs to compress her thoughts. Hmm. Essentially, she thinks about how, ah, oh, so sad that weather, re- weather died. But we did get the disc and the snails are gone now. Hmm. But if she uses the disc on herself... Maybe she'll get weather reports stand. Ooh. Maybe that's setting something up for later. Is that a thing? What do you mean? Well, has that ever happened before? Has, has Pale Snake used... White Snake. Has White Snake used like a disc on himself? Not that we know of. Um, he has pulled out some random powers, seemingly it though. Really has. Uh, but he has, you know, he, there was that arc where he was empowering suitable inmates with yeah. stands from discs. But like, can you have more than one? Spear? Not typically, yeah. unless you're Yoshikage Kira, or unless <laughs> uh, a disc is put in your brain to give you mm. more stands. Hmm. Mm. So many questions. So many questions. Yes. Oh, well. Uh, They pass a big billboard that says, look up. That informs them they're going to Kennedy Space Center. There might be a rocket launching. Mm -hmm. And she considers, you know, my dad's going to be back on his feet in the next little while. But do we have enough time to wait for him? Or should we go beat up Father Poochie now? Mm -hmm. I mean, we got it. Quite quite the dilemma. Yeah, we got it beat up. Father Pucci at some point. It's just yeah. an hour later. And she sort of falls asleep in the back of the car, thinking of her father, uh, unaware that she is falling asleep on Anna Sui's chest. And he sees this as an opportunity. This is my chance. As well as confirmation of her undying love towards him. Mm, he's got such a crush. This is like the most human we've ever seen him in this sequence, where she's like, oh, she's so cute. Wow, I'm, so, so he reaches into like the foot sha- footprint shaped markers on his clothing, which apparently have pockets. Can't get a fucking pair of women's jeans in this country <laughs> with pockets, but his wicked bondage feet prints do. <laughs> well, like it kind of makes sense from the point of view of at least they're not just feet. I guess yeah. like they actually serve a function. They're just po- They're just his chest pockets. Yeah, they're still fucking atrocious, but. And he's thinking about his feelings and he spent, quote, a fortune buying this ring from the prison scrounger. And he pulls out a uh, a gold ring with like two, I'm going to say rubies or garnets yep, yep. set in the front of it. And then set in a, th- in, a th- in a third central one is what looks like about nine diamonds. Hang on, let me just give it a quick count. Yes, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And with Jolene still asleep or dozing, he slips this ring onto her finger. Or, or like, into her hand or something. Onto her finger. Is that onto her yeah. finger? Yeah. Oh shit, you're right. Please accept my love for you. He says, not out loud, but in his head. Mm. And then, well, Hermes. Uh, real psycho shit. <laughs> Just very like, I know you love me. Accept this ring. I mean, I buying off. a jeweled ring for a woman that you are in love with, but have not even been on a date for. Yeah. And also giving it to her when she's asleep. This guy needs to... Chill? Get properly socialised. I don't know about that. I mean, look, we've all been there. I've bought a ring for a girl and then put it on her finger while she was lying on me, asleep in a car that a child was driving. Like, I've I've, we've all been there. It's basically if you haven't gone through that in high school, you've missed out. Maybe dating has changed a lot since I've last been single. (laughs) You know, the Zoomers are really—they're pushing out these uh, these uh, weird and wacky situations, but in real life now. You know? I know someone who was in a situation where they were on a date with a FIFO worker, they went to their house, and they wouldn't stop playing FIFO, guitar. for our non-West Australian listeners, Oh yeah, fair. Uh, is fly in, fly out, and it's a common mode of business used in the resources industry for staff in Western Australia. And it is parasitic and destructive. And it is the worst thing ever. But we do it anyway, because accountants love it. And also, like, you know, you do a FIFO stint for a Two years, it destroys you mentally, but then you can buy a house. Oh, and physically. Yeah. And you buy your house, you're like, oh, I'm glad I can afford this lifestyle now. And then the interest I'm, rates go up. Yeah, and I'm a shell of a human being. <laughs> yeah, it's heinous. Hermes saves us from these deliberations mm. by doing what I can only assume the Florida equivalent is of when you are going on a road trip and you see cows and you say, mm. cows! Yeah, yeah. So she's all like, "Oh my god, alligators! Look at these dumb fuckers!" Yeah, They're this lizards. far inland, and she gets really angry. At, "Quote: Damn it! They may be a protected species, but they sure gave us hell in prison." And then, Joel so what and- happened? Uh, obviously, they thought they thought that invisible ghost of an alligator, sorry, yeah. invisible corpse of an alligator, which I forgot about. Yep. yep. Uh, and I think, um, if I remember correctly, while they were on the. While they um, were out in the wetlands, yeah. um, their prison guard pre Foo Fighters attack mm-hmm. may have been killed by an alligator. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or there may was... have been killed by Foo Fighters. I can't um, remember. People ran into alligators multiple times. Mm. I think so. Jolene taking this opportunity to enact yeah, Sweet Hermes, delicious yeah, revenge. Jolene wakes up at the at the commotion of alligators. And she's like, "Alligators? She quote seriously? Oh, sorry, seriously? Question mark? Whoa! <laughs> massive alligators!" Take this, dumbass! <laughs> and without looking at what's on her finger, she hucks Anasui's ring that cost a fortune at the alligator, uh, and everyone's cheering and hooting and hollering. Woohoo! I got one! <laughs> In the moment, it's like it's not that. They look well, so thrilled. It's like not that well delivered, but at the same time, looking back on it, holy fuck, this is amazing. They are the happiest we've seen them since they went to prison. They reacted. <laughs> they're startled. They're not moving, but they're scared. Just... Don't mess with us, you overgrown lizards. Dumb asses. <laughs> They're thrilled. <laughs> Just like... This is like... I don't know, like... Th- a couple of, like, five-year-olds being like... Throwing oh, a fucking- rocket like a, 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 a swan or something. I was going to say another human being, sure. being like... You fucking dumbass, Thinking you're better than us. It's like, I've never met you before. It's like, yeah, stupid piece of shit. Fuck you. Yeah, we're so cool. Go Pats. Anasui then is like, oh no. You couldn't have... And he's grabbing her by both wrists. Red flag again. (laughs) And screaming and crying. Jolene, what did you just throw? I I don't know what you're talking about. Did you throw what I think you threw? Throw me your hands. And she's just just like, what? What are you talking about? Just chill, man. Chill out. Like, it's no big deal. I threw, like, something at the alligator. This is, again, so, obviously, incredibly unhinged thing to do, putting the ring on her finger like that. Mm -hmm. But he is genuinely crying now, uh, which, again, is the most human emotion we've seen. Yeah, and not, like, a little crying. Like, maybe the most crying at a reasonable level for an anime character with, like, the amount of water coming out of yeah. her eyes. It's not, like, splurging at the sides, but... It's in not, a comedy crying Yeah, so it's not a Not small, a rain on the lower half of my face scene. Exactly. It's, like, it's still a lot, but damn. But damn. It's meaningful. Yep. Important. This is just a bit of a road trip sequence in this episode. Emporio <laughs> wants to see the map, so he asks Hermes to take this, and it looks like he's holding something in his hand. Maybe, say, an in- jeweled ring to give her... A- <laughs> But no, he opens his hand and a full on Windows 98 PC pops out. And Hermes is like, oh, when you said map, you meant GPS, but this is a really old computer. Yeah. unclear so who's It pulls up the, the computer, ghost computer, and rather than the omniscient re- narrator, mm-hmm. uh, Emporio tells us a bit about Cape Canaveral while he's driving. Of course, as we know, it's north latitude, 28 degrees, 24 minutes. Obviously. And west longitude, 80 degrees, 36 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, of course... Don't mock our listeners by... coordinates that Poochie was given. Yeah, don't mock our listeners by condescendingly <laughs> repeating information they already know, Liam. Oh, sorry. Oh, please. It's on the Florida Peninsula of by the Atlantic Ocean, Uh huh. a vast area of 34,000 hectares, Ooh. a sandbank formed by nature over a long time. Mm. Mm. How big is a hectare? I don't know, but it seems it's really big. fucking big. Yeah. like thirty-four thousand hectares feels. Let's find out. Atrociously fucking large. Like, because I know my parents' uh, estate, if you will. I don't think. Shut estate. up. Well, it's like five acres of land, mm. which that was pretty big. Like that's a lot it's of. Land. Ten thousand square meters, or a hundred acres. Ten thousand square meters is like a hundred by a hundred meters. Yeah. Right? How big? I don't is a, know. Fuck, how big is 100 metres? A lot. Fuck. 34,000 hectares. That's big. That's like, th- that. that's fucking insane. There are no trains or buses that go to the space centre. But when you get there, there is a shuttle that'll take you around At Cape price. Canaveral. At a price. You know, maybe like 350 So their plan is mm-hmm. to go to the visitor, visitor centre, yep. buy a day pass, uh-huh. pass through security. Yep. And then go figure out where fucking Poochie is. <laughs> <laughs> Kick yeah. the crap out of him. And then uh, save the world. Yeah. Problem solved. NBD. Avert heaven. Don't let the new moon come to fruition. So there's still two days to come, obviously. uh, But they figure he'll probably loiter somewhere in Cape Canaveral until the new moon. So that gives them some time to catch him. It's all part of a great based plan. Little do they realise, even now, he's facing his greatest obstacle. A red velvet no-entry rope, as the queue to the visitor's centre requires them to manage... uh, the visitor of... inflow based on capacity concerns for security reasons. But a kindly Samaritan uh, sees that the uh, rope has been put back right behind him and says, oh, that's Father Pucci. He's with me. He doesn't know his name, but he's like, yeah. that, that guy's with me. Yeah. Father Pucci's looking a little bit weird. Yeah, he's um sweaty. perspiring. Yeah, he's sweaty, tired, panting. So this guy. He is a comically American American. He's annoying. Yes. But he doesn't deserve the terrible fate that happens to him. I mean look Unless you've been In a line with someone That will not Stop talking to you Yeah so this guy He's got a high fade uh, And slicked back hair Looks like a real piece of shit (laughs) Sloppy steaks I'm sure he can change though I'm sure Well he's trying to do Little good deeds Every day That's true People can change But little good deeds Are the worst kind of (laughs) deeds Because they're small Meaningless And annoying So yeah This guy is a Tim Robinson character He absolutely is. Are you a pastor or a priest? I'm trying to do good acts. Acts of kindness in my everyday life. Are you a tourist? Do clergymen have an interest in rockets? And Poochie's headache is building? He's just like, fucking You seem to be out of place. Actually, I kind of understand. God God. and space. Oh my God, stop talking. How symbolic. Would you be offended if I asked if God was an alien? stop Stop talking. Would you be offended if I asked if this fucker... (laughs) (laughs) If this fucking guy was an alien... Poochie isn't in the mood He's just like Oh my god Stop He says Do I have to tolerate Your incessant questions uh, You this... did a good deed So you can leave me alone now And this guy immediately Is like <clears throat> Yes uh, I'll, I'll just get back in line then." Because pointedly It's, n- it's not necessarily A good deed for Poochie He's here to kill two days Being 15 minutes ahead of line mm. Not good It's like It doesn't matter No like, He doesn't care about 15 minutes He has all the time In the world At this point Or in the moon mm, What? <laughs> Say that again. (laughs) It's all the time in the moon. Yeah. The new As we know, the moon is full of time. And we're trying to get there to mine that precious resource. You just gotta... uh, This is me mining. Nick is doing pickaxe motion. Yeah, pickaxe. Is it bad? Is it really bad? Does it bad? Yes, it does. does. Does it bad that I think this only of World of Warcraft? Like... He's when- still doing that iconic pickaxe animation. Yeah, so when I was playing World of Warcraft, I was like, why is You shouldn't t- play World of Warcraft, Nick. You should play Final Fantasy XIV with me. <laughs> the worry. MMO with the um uh, free trial that includes the first 60 levels of the game, including the award-winning expansion, Heavensward, oh. and will soon be expanded to include the first 70 levels of the game and the hmm. kind of less well-received but still pretty good expansion, Stormblood. Ooh. Well, I will not be doing okay. that. Okay, but good choice. But when I was playing World of Warcraft, one some fifteen years ago, <laughs> Cataclysm, I was always like, "Why is he doing this?" Nick's doing the pickaxe motion and again. I, I panned the camera around, and it just clicked in my head. That's why you call it a pickaxe because it's a pick that uses an axe. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> like, about? Like a pickaxe is like a thin boy, like a like a thin, I know what a pickaxe. Yeah, is. So, it's a pick that uses an axe. Yeah, it's a pick that you use as an axe on stone like you hit it like an axe but it's like a pick don't worry this is just like my my random thoughts of pickaxes i'm i'm bringing content to this podcast about pickaxes all right this is this is what's happening here the zoomers do crave pickaxe <laughs> content look if the of minecraft the, uh, the told me... incredibly anything. popular app Pickpock. What the fuck is pig? Never mind. Okay. If you didn't get it, it's not worth explaining. Oh, I get it now. At roughly the 9 minutes 21 second mark, while Pucci is angrily replying to the tourist's question, hmm. an altered version of Diavolo's theme can be heard in the background. What? I did not recognise it. Because of course, that tourist was none other than Diavolo himself, <laughs> still trapped in the gold experience death loop. <laughs> oh man. It makes perfect sense. Think about it. Who was uh was it Doppio? Was his um doppelganger yeah. secondary mm-hmm. guy? Oh, that's probably why he's called Doppio. Yeah, <laughs> because he's a doppelganger of Diavolo. Yeah, mm, very name... smart Araki. Yeah, smart and wise. Wasn't Doppio double in Italian? I doubt it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what if it's just Doppio trapped in that time loop as well, and he's coming out and being really petulant and annoying? So Diavolo. What is... if, Nick? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Because that's why you can't fight back when gravity's getting weird. Who knows? Who can fight it back against the force of gravity, the single strongest force in our life? Mm. And, more importantly, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) That's the JoJo's world That's the JoJo's way. That's why we have pickaxe, tangents, and whatever the fuck this was. And the other bit of trivia from the JoJo wiki that I'll share. There's more trivia? The car that Emporio drives is changed from the manga to look more accurate accurate to modern cars at the time in the anime. Do we know what car it is? (laughs) No. I just I love the fact that like we change it to be more, more in line. It's like, oh, so what was it in the manga? No, no idea. Oh, so what is it in the anime? Well, because of course, if you remember, Nick, the um, you know, the manga is always set in the not too distant future, mm. which is now the past mm. because of the nature of time. Yeah, so like and gravity. It's like the um, the was it the Nintendo sixty four thing? With yeah, Jessica? so in yeah. Josuke had an SNES or something, but they upgraded it to an N sixty four. Wise. Truly, the anime is the only true way to enjoy Jojo's bizarre Mm, adventure. Mm. Um, So, yes, an educational Cape Canaveral TV screen starts to tell us about the mechanics of gravity and rocket launches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nick, did you know that the biggest obstacle to launching a rocket is gravity? I I had an inkling, but it has now been confirmed. (laughs) That's why rocket launch sites are ideal along the equator, because the Earth's centrifugal force uh, means that gravity might be weaker there. So, okay, unironically... This makes no sense to me. Okay. I don't understand how that works. Like, like the, the Earth is spinning. Yep, the Earth is spinning. So, centrifugal force is, like, going that away. Nick is uh, moving his hands in the same direction that he implied the Earth is spinning. Yeah. So, like, there's a tangent from the sphere of the Earth, like a line that's hitting it at one point at Cape Canaveral. It goes that way, like, perpendicular to the Earth. Yeah? You're following? Um, you're losing me, but okay. go on. So, the direction it's spinning... There's a force that's acting that away because it's spinning. The direction that-a-way. of the spin. Yep. And then that means that if you launch that way. Nick, I'm so excited to talk about uh things that spin with you in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7, uh steel ball run. <laughs> I <laughs> Okay, alright. So the Earth is spinning this way. Yep. The centrifugal force is going that away, like in the direction of the spin. Yep. But you're launching this way. Perpendicular to the direction of the centrifugal force. So how the fuck is that helping with gravity? Like I don't get this bit because it's going your your rocket is going that away. Nick is moving his hands perpendicular to the direction of the spin. But the centrifugal This is force some is... real Ben Jenkins downspace shit, Nick. What the hell is downspace? Anyway. It. So <laughs> it's like that's what I do on this podcast now. I say things you don't get, and I refuse to explain <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. I can respect that. I need to stop wearing zipped jackets while we record because oh, my zip chairs. is bucketing against the chair, creating bad audio. Hang on, let's get our bad audio out of the way. Oh, that's good bad audio. So sorry if that's been happening all episode, <laughs> uh, but now we know. Now we know. So um, yeah, so it's going that away to launch perpendicular, right? but the centrifugal force is going with the Earth's rotation, right? So how does that help it in any meaningful? I'm way? not a physicist, Nick, and I don't pretend to be. I do. Maybe there's more <laughs> momentum. I mean, maybe, maybe it's like it goes that way. So then it because you're faster. at the you're at the um the thickest portion of the Earth, yeah. ostensibly, right? Yeah, you are because like the Earth because is it's squishy. a sphere. Yeah, it's like perfect because, sphere. <laughs> because of the centrifugal force, it's squishy. So you ostensibly you're spinning slightly faster. I guess so. Like if you're going faster that because way, there's you can more go, ground Whoa. to cover. Maybe you can be like, huh, because no, but, but even then, no, it's no, like, I, I just don't know enough about physics. Yeah. I guess you can escape faster, but like, I don't see how that helps against gravity, but like, I don't, I don't know. know. Inertial reference frames, man. And the other thing is mm-hmm. that sometimes the ocean has different heights because of oh, gravity. Why, the Sea of Japan has a decline of up to 30 metres. Cape Canaveral is up to 50 metres mm. higher. This could be attributed to weaker gravity in the area. Wait, where's your phone? Where, how are you validating this information? My memory. Mm. That's impossible. I don't believe you. I only think people have my memory, which is awful. <laughs> so as soon as anyone says anything that requires any fact-checking, I'm like... No. Nick, what do you think about all this gravity malarkey Oh look, I'm a fan of physics. I okay. like I like directions. But what do you think about gravity as it pertains to storytelling and destiny? I think it's an incredible motif. Um <laughs> I look, unironically, I'm very into it. I'm very into it. Because the whole thing that I've been like, we're going to space is like gravity, mass, space. It's all like that cool physics bullshit. I think we can agree that space is destiny. Mm. Especially if you're a little man named Cars, <gasps> in which going to space forever is your it destiny. Is your destiny forever. Oh, man. Uh, while um, this is happening, mm-hmm. Poochie's headache is getting worse and also ripples of gravity are appearing upon his skin. Oh, no. Uh, there is an inclusion in the same shot of the, a nearby man's King Burger soda. It's an American size. King fucking burger. Right? Yeah. It's one of those it's, a, it's American, like, like, like... Bigger than your hand... L- Two litre. Yeah. And it's like, you're here for the day. Buy one thing and walk around with it mm-hmm. kind of size. And then his eye. His eye is acted upon by the gravity too. And it starts to like become concave. It's really weird. It's gross. He's, it's like, it starts morphing a bit. Yeah, it's Mormon time. Yeah. All I can hear is mormon time. It's mormon time. It's mormon time. <laughs> Mighty mormon power range. That's probably been done, right? It has to have been done somewhere. I mean, certainly not with some Amish TV channel. Like, that doesn't exist. Why would it be Amish? Well, no, I'm saying it couldn't be Amish. Okay. Because they, they don't have TV. You're right. Yeah. They don't have Power ranges. Exactly. They haven't got power. Mmm, wise. <laughs> Bam. Any power they could have would pale in comparison to the power of our lord, Dio. Mmm, powerful stuff. The cola flies sideways like it shouldn't due to gravity. Hits the eyes of the annoying... Uh, high fade tourist and not, he, not the eyes his glasses his and spectacles. he says oh it was probably just the centrifugal force of the earth yeah yeah, it's going perpendicular to the centrifugal force of the earth like exactly. a rocket launch Exactly, and we can see that it is gravity acting upon it because after the droplets hit his the glasses they slide sideways. sideways horizontally and then more and more and then he falls sideways more and more colder hits him in the face and then he falls sideways and dies as he, like, hits, like, a coat rack or a steel bar or something. He's impaled. In the back of the neck. And no one like seems to notice. Like dear sweet Gurchep. Oh, good. Father Poochie is going to have to drink his blood forever. No one seems to care. Yeah, literally they're all like, oh, my soda's empty. This is a crowded room. No one gives a shit this guy just died. Yeah. So, like, literally he's just been impaled. Everyone's like, but Cape Canaveral... That's it. Back to Winnipeg. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, this is one of the ones I do get. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a guy that we'll see shortly. Um <laughs> True. Um, Jolene is sitting in the back of the car looking incredibly jacked. the muscle definition on her arm. Well, look, she's been in this many fights. The protein has had time to like actually heal up. Mm. And now she's like, oh, look at these muscular traits. Some rabbits, they pass some rabbits that you're running on the ground normal style. Mm. uh, Ensuring that we know that gravity is normal for now. Yep, yep. That's, totally that's storytelling, that is. Are they if, running... If we didn't see these rabbits running, we might wonder if gravity was normal. <laughs> but, thankfully, David Productions has put our minds in ease. And as well. You're right, you're right. They're tossing up whether or not... Or rather, I should say specifically, Emporio asks Jolene if they should wait for the Speedwagon Foundation to get Jotaro there and they can all go as a team. Hmm. Uh, and Anna Stewie answers... <laughs> I forgot. And says, no, we should strike now because weather report fucked him up. I saw it. We should go get him. Yeah. And everyone agrees with Anasui. Mm. But the car starts to stall out a bit. And, and they're like, Hermes. fucking kids can't even drive. And we see that Emporio is driving with big blocks of wood strapped to his feet so he, re- he can reach the pedals. Yep. Hermes is like, Emporio, stop messing around and get this car yeah. fucking Fuck, moving. Do you even have a fucking license? Come on, Emporio, you piece of shit. Get the on, car Emporio. moving. I'm trying. Well, you're not trying hard enough, are you? Get moving. Quote, This is a stolen car. We are wanted criminals. That hasn't changed. Also, a kid is in the driver's seat. (laughs) I love that they even acknowledge the fact that kid is driving this car. So therefore, we can't be caught driving this car. And we see that he is flooring it. And the tyres are... Are spinning. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, the guy from The Simpsons, who's like, back to (laughs) Winnipeg, is... Driving even worse than they are, and his car flies backwards off into the distance, presumably back to Winnipeg. Mm. <laughs> Just all these cars. And he reaches like... out and slaps the back of his neck as he goes, yeah. <laughs> Jolene. On every car. is like, man, so many people are going back to Winnipeg. (laughs) So this car flies backwards. Rocks start to fly backwards. Birds in the sky start to fly backwards. And And people are falling. Jolene looks out, kind of dumbfounded, is like, that's some odd behaviour for cars, birds and rocks. Yeah, then incredible devastation occurs up ahead. Such devastation. And Jolene is like, this is an interesting interesting kind of turn of events. I I mean, it doesn't normally happen, does it? And Hermes meanwhile is like holy fuck <laughs> the computer within their car flies backwards and smashes out the back window but luckily the com- the keyboard and the cable catches it so Emporio doesn't have to buy a new computer <laughs> from <yet>. 1997 <laughs> uh, and then Hermes, so Hermes says um oh dear at first, they, they realise they can't drive forward anymore. The road's collapsing, but the guardrails are still intact. What's going on? Irma says, as she begins to raise up into the air out the broken window, You might think I'm messing around, Jolene, but I'm holding on for my life. This car, this is bad. And then she's hanging hanging onto the back seat with her legs trailing out the back of the car. She's practically flying, but holding on for mm-hmm. dear life onto that car. The other car's already fell. Ours hasn't for some reason, but it will soon. Mm. So they have to she tells them all to get out of the car, and they do. So th- so they're all flying out of this yep. car. Um so I'm just looking for the reference images. And I know Emporio says something soon that Emporio flies out the window, Hermes catches him by the arm, slingshots him to Jolene, who has jumped out of the car. Yep. She she catches him in her incredibly buff arm, and Asui uses Diver Down to dive her down into the pavement, uh-huh. uh, thereby giving them a solid foothold they can grab, cementing them there, if you will. Yeah, and they're leaping. Hermes is leaping for them. It's all very dramatic, and she's gonna, she's gonna make it. She's gonna make it. There's a big ominous. Pillar heading yeah, it, towards her. Oh my god, a pillar. Just like in Jojo's Bizarre Ranger Part 2. But look, that that won't that won't hurt her. It Smacks won't hurt. her right in the head. What? She falls into Winnipeg. <laughs> uh, oblivion. Yep. She's all never way, seen of again. All the way sideways. <laughs> uh she, Jolene is sending out so much string, desperately trying to catch her best friend, Hermes Costello. And Anasui's like, leave her for now. Your body she's, won't take it. She's a dead woman at best. We've gotta go forward and kill the priest. Jolene's like, Nearby trees are uprooted. Uh, Jolene is persuaded. And alas, they keep moving. She climbs up the road guard rail with Emporio on her back for some reason. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Emporio's not going to, he's not going to climb. He's 11 years old or something. (laughs) Surely they could leave him there. That's I suppose ridiculous. they shouldn't leave him there, but Anna Stewie could take him. That's ridiculous. Jolene's the protagonist. That's ridiculous. Jolene's <laughs> got to take Emporio. He has the computer. Oh, he doesn't have the computer. No, he's worthless. Oh well, I mean, well maybe he, <laughs> he has the gun. That's true. He could shoot and kill Father Pucci. Exactly. Um. So Jolene. Okay. To so this is the discussion you alluded to earlier. Yeah. Um. Jolene says. This is what the priest called heaven. Oh, no. And after a moment, Emporio replies, You said this is heaven, but this might just be the beginning. I have a feeling that things will turn for the worse. The priest is waiting for the new moon. It plays a vital role in gravity, and the new moon is only 36 hours away, so mm. specific. Mm. So that answers your question. Wait, no, that wasn't. It Wasn't there something about, oh, the Earth is needed for gravity or something? Doesn't he say something about gravity where he's like, but the earth is gravity or something. I think that's Poochie when we go back to him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Jolene resolutely starts climbing forward uh, and honestly takes a moment to be like, I'm so in love with her. If I keep never telling her about my feelings, but helping her, she will almost certainly fall in love with me. Look, I think that plan has always <laughs> succeeded for anyone ever. Mm-hmm. So honestly being the wisest among us, Just kind of holds back for now. He carries her printer up to Cape Canaveral. (laughs) And just kind of watches Jolene make her way up these guardrails with Emporio in tow. Meanwhile, Poochie... Is having a great fucking time. You know that bit in 30 Rock where um, Jenna is doing the Jackie Jomp Jomp biopic? The off-brand Janice Joplin biopic. Oh! And she wants to keep doing the show as well. So they put her on experimental anti-sleep drugs. Yeah, uh, and much like the um, rats that have, that clinical trials are even now ongoing with mm. clawing at their impo- uh, enclosure, the enclosure. Yeah. Uh, she is like pouring at just a window that's, that's in the room right. being like this feels more natural that's what Poochie <laughs> is doing right now as he is like pouring at an image of the moon on the floor of the space centre and he's just like no no this is the moon but he's clawing at the earth for some reason he's yeah. like oh Yes, even now gravity works in my favour. And he's just like clawing at this painting or or something. On the floor. On the floor. he's just like, yes. Gravity keeps the planet revolving. But Liam, would you believe the floor is the side wall? No, it's not. Yeah, it is because that's the vending machine. And it's fallen. But then why is there floor set stools in the ground there? Mm, Touche. He's on the floor. He's still on the floor. Everything else has fallen on the side of the room. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that that makes more sense. Yeah, okay, all right. And yet he is unaffected. Yes, exactly, Nick. You're picking it up. Now you're thinking with Stan's. Now I'm thinking with JoJo's bullshit. So he's just clawing at this earth and he's like, yes, the new moon. And he's like, I'm the moon. What is going to transpire to my body and mind? And we begin to see the image of his new stand manifest. And it's all green, but it doesn't make sense yet. And we see his eyes are like bubbly and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Meanwhile, some ladies have fallen out of the public toilet. They're having a bad time. They're hanging off with some bike racks there. Uh, and like, please save us. And toilet water is falling on them. Jolene Spider-Man's up to the nearest foothold. Uh, and it's like, they're fine. <laughs> and they're like... She's literally like, they don't need help. They're yeah. fine. They're on those bike racks. She's just like... Yeah, whatevs. And they're just clinging for their life. Yeah. she's like, they'll live. Uh, and Anasui also clambers on up. He can get around pretty easily. He's just kind of bouldering around. Yeah, he's got diver down. Yeah, yeah, he's having a great time. Mm-hmm. So two stands that are pretty good at getting around in this environment, mm. really. Hermes, not so. Bye. She's she's gone. Yep. Emporio's uh, not getting any phone reception here on his phone. That may own it, that may be a real phone he bought or a ghost. Mm. It mm. might have something to do with this gravity shit. Mm. And so they don't know how widespread this phenomenon is, Mm. if anyone is on their way to help. They're they're cut off, essentially. Mm -hmm. God, imagine. Right after everyone turns into snails, Mm -hmm. now the gravity goes haywire. What's going on in Florida? (laughs) Florida man inverts gravity. (laughs) Jolene can still feel that uh, Poochie is nearby, Mm -hmm. but he's much closer than she realises because behind her, stepping out onto its tiptoes, much like weather report does for some reason. Yep is Poochie's new stand. Uh, let's talk about what this stand looks like. Uh, well, it's fucking disgusting. It's got spuck. a face. That's a, It's got eyes like a combination of um, Poochie's new eyes slash the green baby's eyes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and white snakes. White yes. snake had those weird vertical markers yes, on its eyes. These I are red it. eyes, but they had that same marker. Yeah. Um, it's got teeth that it's of like... Nyeh. It's got like a weird icon on its forehead that's a bit like... Brass knuckles, but distorted? Sure. Like, do you reckon it's meant to say, like, a name? No. Or something? Why would that be that? Like, like a signature-esque thing? No. Okay. Uh, it's got a cross, an inverted cross for a nose. Uh, it has a big spike at the top of its yep. head, where I can only assume its brain is just open to the air. It's incredibly jacked. Like, it has a 12-pack. Yep. Uh... It's got arrows pointing from its, oh, off its shoulders and yeah. down its arms. Uh, and it's got a little belt, a fetching little belt. <laughs> I'm not going to say that's little. That's a, that's a big a belt, belt with some nice little um, sash shorts yep. beneath it. Its flesh is kind of like armour, but underneath it has more flesh. So yeah. it's got green flesh that's armour, but white flesh of pale or slash mm. white snake mm. underneath. And it walks up behind her and Judo chops her arm real good. She blocks with her stand, but is then subjected to the stand's power as her arm seems to become more heavy in the inverted gravity. Well, not Ugh. inverted, but... In the gravity. What's the word? In the... Al- altered? Yeah. I guess, but there's probably something more specific. I want to say the weird gravity. Yeah. Uh, and it slams into the thing she's on, the box office. Yep. Uh, and then her fingers, like, push back through her skin and come out the other side. And she's all like, oh my god, it's this has something to do with gravity. It's fucking gross. Yeah, it's good though. She looks at it and she sees the visual inspiration of both White Snake and the green baby. And she's like, oh no. Oh my god, there's a motif here. Yeah. There's two motifs here. Design evolution. Oh my god. she's. A- and then I think Emporio says, his stand has evolved. Oh no. And Anasui's like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, it is March 21st, 11.23am. So they were driving for about an hour. How many hours until the new moon? 36 hours and 37 minutes. I never asked for the minutes, Lee. Okay. But I'll take it. Yeah. So it's going to be a long fight. Yeah, it's going to be a 37-hour fight. <laughs> <laughs> My God. And that's the end of the episode as the uh, the Majora's Mask moon-like <laughs> face of the new stand glowers down at Jolene. It, those teeth are really a touch, aren't yeah. They? yeah. And it's almost a heart with the top lips. But not quite. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, almost. So Nick, what were our highlights and lowlights for this episode? I know my highlight. Go on. My highlight is, of course, uh, <laughs> Jolene hucking Anna Stewie's dumb ring out the window. And uh, them yelling at alligators. <laughs> you just love to see a pair of happy gals who've just mm. escaped prison. In their own lane, unbothered. And a man who's just like, take this ring, I love you. And they're like, ha, dumb alligator, use the ring. Nonchalant. Use ring on Alligator. It's sort of effective. They're not moving, but they're scared. Oh god, it's so dumb. Do you have a highlight for us, Nick? I think my highlight is probably gonna have to be uh the the um the just wild uh Father Poochie just kind of clawing at the at the earth, being like, This is my moon! It's coming, <laughs> it's happening! Because it's like he's really. He's going through it. He's really he's going through it. He's tripping out. And it's just like that level of, I've done it. I have ascended greatness. But his eyes are weird. Mm-hmm. He's got the green baby eyebrows. He's like, he's having a great time. I think it's like, that's it. That epitomizes everything that we want. Yeah. Just a guy going fucking crazy for the moon. Lowlights. My lowlight is going to be the the, um, the the very talkative American guy. <laughs> um, just dying. Just and no one caring. And no one caring. It was like, oh, okay, this happened. Yeah, I, I get that's it. That's it. It's like, introdu- it's an introduction to The Stand, but it's like, okay. He, he just he just died and yeah. no one seems to be really bothered about it. Whatever. Just a bit weird. My low light is... Make it a bad one. Jolene falling asleep on Anasui. Oh, I hate their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dislike it. <laughs> it's not. It's not a mutually consensual relationship, is it? It's just one of them said, it's happening. And the other I one... don't ship this ship. I don't think one of the people in that relationship <laughs> ships that ship. Uh, okay, so Nick. Yes. Gravity's gone nuts. Jolene's had her arm fucking gravity inverted. Same. Uh, a new stand looms over her. Father Pucci is... Fucking crazy. He's, he's attaining a higher state of humanity in Kennedy Space Center at Cape Canaveral. 36 hours 37 minutes remain. Hermes has been cold clocked by a chimney. Uh <laughs> cold clocked by a chimney. Jotaro might be on his way. I mean, maybe. He's been de- he's been redisked at least. But like uh what will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean in the episode entitled The Father Becomes The Papa that is not the name of the episode. Uh, the new moon, great cucking. Sea moon part one. C like as in as S-E-K? in letter C dash moon all caps. Oh, sea moon. So let me tell you. Let me tell you about a particular diet I'm on. Okay. I'm on the sea moon diet. <laughs> what What do you eat? I don't want to answer any follow up <laughs> questions. Oh, okay, all right. Do you feel healthier now? Yes. My eyes are <laughs> radiant. Do you feel like a whole new man? Nick, I'm the one asking the questions here. <laughs> True, that's fair. Um, Sea Moon? What? Sea Moon Run. The name of the episode is Sea Moon Run. No, the episode is Sea Moon. Oh, sorry. Sea Moon. In all caps. Part one. Part one. Sea moon. moon. What? Okay, so obviously they're having the fight with the uh, white slash green snake now. So, that's probably going to go on for two episodes. Meanwhile, Poochie's going to continue losing his mind. <laughs> but I, I'm becoming even more normal. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see how they're going to drag it out for 36 hours. I mean, there's, what, 34,000 hectares at Cape Canaveral. <laughs> it's just like, where is he? He's that way. Where is he? He's that way. He got on the shuttle bus. Quick, we'll have to wait for the next one. <laughs> oh, he's using gravity to fly away. We can't fly. Damn it. We'll just have to rock climb and Spider Man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't see how they're gonna. Like, it has to come down to the wire of like three minutes remain, and then he'll get his thing, and then Jolene will be all like, no, you don't. So, like, 36 hours has to pass. How the fuck is 36 hours gonna pass? Okay. So, okay. Okay. Sea Moon. Sea Moon. What the fuck does the C stand for? Unless Sea Moon is the name of a band? That's how it usually works. Yeah. But I've never heard of a band named Sea Moon. Not even, like, Creedence Clearwater Revival, or whatever their name is, would classify as Sea Moon. Hmm. So he's a, he's evolved his stand, maybe to Sea Moon. He wants to... He wants to See, the, see moon. the moon. By going to space? Maybe? What if this whole time, the quote-unquote new moon, has just been, the rocket launch will happen at this time. Mmm, that's fun. Mmm, what if? A scheduled launch. Yeah, that Dio predicted 30 years ago. (laughs) Um, okay, okay, okay. I'm real confused. Basically, I think it's just going to be one big fight next episode. That makes sense. And nothing meaningful will happen. Okay, is Hermes okay? So, okay, I'm worried that she's just dead now. Um, and we're not going to find her body. But there's going to be something that brings her back, if that makes sense. okay. Like, the new moon... It's gonna be some grand reset. Yeah, very similar to, like, a Groundhog Day Yoshikage Kira sort of thing. Sure. But maybe very similar to Where's Aquamarine? How it was like... You mean how he died? No, no, no. Like, how he... They'll put the the life disc in Hermes (laughs) to bring her back to life. Well, it was sort of like, if they're brothers, they might have similar powers, in a way. In the sense of, like, Where's Aquamarine... God, I can't. I can't stop saying his name instead of weather report. Now, where's Aquamarine? It's a good name, a and good more name. people should use it when they talk about. It. I guess it's technically a spoiler. Yeah, I spoiler. guess it is. Yeah. Um. So weather report slash where's Aquamarine's power is like. I have all of this area. Everyone's turning into snails. Oh, so it's fucked. like all of this area where gravity shits going on. Yeah, all this area where gravity's going on, but also some resets gonna happen. But what if it only happens? Within this area. He's putting subliminal you know? messages in the gravity. <laughs> and when people are affected by it, their body turns them into oh, snails. Terrible. I don't know. It's just, I get the vibe. It's going to be something like, Hermes died, but she'll come back somehow. Because, like, that was a very quick yeah. killing of Hermes. We haven't seen her golden ghost ascend into the sky. Exactly. Or weather reports, even. Ooh. So maybe, maybe she's not dead and she'll come back thanks to... Maybe Jotaro shows up and just saves the day. I caught her. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see that happening. So Do you think Jotaro will show up even if he doesn't save the day? No. We'll, I don't we'll never so. see him again. I, I reckon he'll just be like, something has changed. I respect my daughter now because she won. Exactly. Exactly. Or something like that. So, some And what re- about Koichi? <laughs> Ooh, what is going to happen to Koichi? Well, Koichi's going to live because we know that Thus Spake Kashibe Rohan happened. Ah, yes. Yeah. Mm. So he might show up. And if he doesn't, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, we're watching another JoJo's part with no Koichi. Like, he was we're... in the last two. Exactly. He'll probably come by and be like, we heard there was a stand user. And Joalina will be like, there was. Wow, you're pretty cool looking, she'll say. And then Do you want to be friends? No, I don't. <laughs> and that's the, that's a wrap on Koichi. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, well, we'll find out all of that and more next time on Sea Moon. Part one. Hmm. A curious name. Hmm. Curious Moon. Oh, fuck. That's so... That's so good. That's actually such a good name. Um, just a quick heads up. I am doing a theatre show in, uh, September, running from, uh, over three weekends from 14th September through 30th September. Uh, there is potential for some disruption to our recording schedule as a result. Mm. Um, we'll try and make it work, I'm sure, but, uh... Possibly there may be a delay to episodes in that period. I think we'll get one more record in before that disruption hits. So uh, just stay tuned, I guess. Yeah. Don't touch that dial. More podcasts will be coming. And if you want to go see Liam in a theatre production, we can plug it somewhere else. (laughs) And that's why we made sure to record today, even though I've been a bit sick this weekend. Because more disruptions on the horizon. (laughs) Woo! But until then, to To be be continued.